I want to welcome you to Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Today's podcast is going to be about business. We're in a series dealing with that. Prior business topics have been build your business by faith and trust, how an employee can become an owner, what is a successful business, guidelines for business partners and borrowing, and on and on. So today's topic is how to build a strong profitable business. Today's podcast is your day to discover how to build a vibrant, profitable, long-lasting business. Learn how to build a business that will be an example of stability to others. Understand how to build a strong foundation on biblical principles. But before we get into all that, we need to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help us and take us through this podcast today. Heavenly Father, I come to you once again asking for your guidance, your direction, your leading, and your anointing upon this podcast. I invite the Holy Spirit to come in and to take control, take charge of everything that's taking place today. I believe that those that are listening in have needs, have issues, and things they need to ask questions about or they're wondering about in the area of their business. So I pray that you would bless them as they listen in. I pray as we bring the scriptures that you put on my heart, that you would help those who are listening in to receive those scriptures in a way that would help them understand how you care about them, you care about their future, and you care about their business interests. Thank you once again for this opportunity, and I'll be careful now to give you a praise and all glory for what's about to take place. For I ask these things now in Jesus' name I pray, amen. As we get into today's podcast entitled, How to Build a Strong, Profitable Business, I want to focus on a strong business, a business that has a solid foundation. We're going to go in that direction because I believe that is crucial to building the type of business that the Lord wants to bless. You see, the strength of our business depends on whatever we build it on, following our seven action steps, I call them, to building a successful, lasting, profitable business. Let's start with what Jesus had to say about building a foundation. I can't think of a better place to start. We'll find that in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 in the New Living Translation. Jesus is speaking about a solid foundation. Now let's apply what he says here to building a business. He says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 in the New Living Translation. Remember, these are the words of Jesus. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows, it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Verse 25, Though the rain comes in torrents, and the floodwaters rise, and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse, because it is built on bedrock. 26, But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey its foolishness, like a person who builds a house on sand, Verse 27, when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Now, I'd like for us to look at that teaching on building on a solid foundation in our business. You see, we need a foundation based upon God's word, based upon our wisdom and our understanding, based upon our financial strength, our lack thereof. But we want to build a business. We must have a foundation that's solid. And Jesus is saying, if you built it on on sand, on something that's weak, something with no substance, basically building, trying to build a business with no knowledge or no financial ability or, or no mentors or no help with from anyone else, it's going to be a difficult challenge for you. But he says, but anyone who hears these teachings, he says, and you, and you obey them, then it's going to hold up. But if you don't, you're foolish. And it's like building on sand. It will wash away. See, when the trials hit our business, business, that when he refers to these as rains and floods, they can be trials in our business. They come 
against our business, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Well, we don't want that to happen. So we want to build a solid foundation. So there's another wonderful scripture I want to use. It's found in 2 Samuel chapter 22, verses 2 through 4 in the New Living Translation. Now I'm trying to apply these words that you're hearing in the scriptures to our business and building a solid foundation. Actually, in 2 Samuel 22, verse 1, it's important to read. It says, David sang this song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from all his enemies and from Saul. In verse 2, it says, he sang, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. He is my refuge, my savior, the one who saves me from violence. Verse 4, I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. Now let's think about that for a second when we go into a business transaction. We want a solid foundation. We talked about that built upon God's word and prayer and faith and trust. And it says here, we got to remember that God is our rock. He's what we build the business on for protection, it says, and also for for being a shield from the power that tries to come up against us and for safety and for a a place of peace and place of comfort that God is our refuge and that the one who saves me from violence. So he's going to protect us all the way through, all the way through our business. That doesn't mean we're not going to have trials. It doesn't mean those things won't come at us. But when they do, we have a shield. We have a fortress. We have God's strength and his protection is found in his word and through prayer and in confident discussions with fellow believers who are trusting in God. And we put that all together. Our business has a solid foundation. And here it said in verse four, I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise and he saved me from my enemies. So if we call upon the Lord in the middle of our business activities, he's going to help us and he's going to protect us from the challenges that we're going to face. They will come, but God is a very present help in times of trouble. That's found in Psalm chapter 46. Let's move on. Now, action step number two, we must build our business with with plans. I call them big plans. Dream big. Set the bar high, if you will, because we serve a God, a big God, a great God with unlimited ability. So when we go into business, we need to be careful that we don't just set our sights too low. You know, in my experiences as a banker, most of my business customers said that they did not dream big enough when they started their business. Now, that does not have to happen to you. Bring big, shoot for the sky, if you will, and God will take you one step at a time. The problem of it is some people dream big and they want to go to the top overnight. It just doesn't work that way. The Bible tells us that the steps of a righteous man are led of God. So we need to build our business taking one step at a time. Let me give you a scripture that might help you in your dreaming. It's found in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20 in the New Living Translation. Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power, at work within us, listen to that, at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or even think. If we truly believe that we serve a great God, then he can build a great business and he can use you to do that. All right, let's move into action step number three. Building a great business requires us to set priorities. I mean, that's in life. Everything that we do, there's got to be priorities. We've got to do step one, step two, step three. Build a set of priorities, stay on that set of priorities, and not allow ourselves to look to the left or to the right or be distracted because distractions are one of the worst things to rob us from staying focused on what we're trying to accomplish in our life. And that certainly does apply to a business. Now, this means that we need a 
plan. We really need a plan of action, not just a plan that we sit on, but a plan of action, one that we build and develop and we ask God for help and guidance and direction. We get our Christian mentor or someone that's helping us put this thing together. We talk to people who've been there before, who've maybe had a business, and we develop a, a plan, a set of priorities, and we put a plan of action together so that when we get started, we stay focused on that. If you've spent a lot of time working on a plan of action, then be sure you apply that when you start your business or when you're in your business, you're trying to expand it. Don't forget, you put a lot of time and effort into planning that. It kind of reminds me of people that go to conferences. People spend millions and tens of millions of dollars a year all over this country, maybe billions of dollars a year, and going to conferences. They go to the conferences, they, they take notes, they buy tapes, they get all this information, they feed it into themselves, then they go back to their work, go back to what they were doing each and every day, and they start doing the same things that they did before, before they went to the conference. They gained knowledge, they picked up new tips and new ideas to do, but many people don't ever do it. And the reason I can say that is that for many years, I did an awful a lot of teaching at our church on big conferences that we had when people would come in and I taught on finance. And I would literally have hundreds and hundreds of cassette tapes back in the old days when we didn't, we used cassette tapes. We didn't email everything and we didn't do all that type of stuff and that sent things through computers and online and all that good stuff. We just had good old fashioned cassette tapes and I would sell thousands of them to people and they would tell me that they bought them, they took them back to their church, but nobody ever used them. And that is such a shame. So you make a plan of action, you set your priorities, and then you do. That's why I use the word action. You do what your priorities are set to take you through. Now, even though I used this scripture, one that's going to come up in a second, in prior podcasts, it's so important that I use it again in setting priorities. Because when you set priorities, we've got to put God first, right? So in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, it says this. This is a priority we need to set in any business that we get started on or try to increase. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. So first of all, seek God. That's our priority. And his righteousness, that means his godliness, his guidance and direction. And we know that he's righteous and he's godly. All you have to do is read his word and we'll find it right there. And it says, if we do that, then all of these things will be added to you. Now, Jesus was talking about what people need and what they were looking for. But the things that we need, say in business, they will be added to us if we put God first and set a priority and have a plan of action that Jesus comes first. That means prayer comes first, reading his word comes first, putting our family first above our business, putting our church attendance and our church activities above first in front of our business and activities. Well, if we do that, that's putting God first. Then we're going to be blessed. Now, another great scripture that is so important about setting priorities is found in Luke chapter 12 and verse 34. I read it in the New Living Translation. And this is just a short scripture, but listen to this. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now, if your treasure is just trying to accomplish things in business, then your heart is there. But our treasure should be faced upon God first. Our treasure should be our family and our, our children, our marriage, our friendships, our relationships, and our church activities and attendance, and God's word and prayer. Those are where the treasures that we should have, because it says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So we're trying to build a foundation, and I can show you that basically what I'm telling you is that we need to build that foundation, starting with seeking God and placing our treasures in the right place. Now, there are literally dozens of other scriptures that I could use, and talking about setting priorities where God tells us to do this and to do that in particular order, and the 
and the order that they should be in, but I really don't have enough time in this podcast to, to show all of those. So I'm just going to continue on and leave the step number three, the action step number three, based upon those scriptures that we should seek God first. So here are some personal priorities that we need to set in business. This is part of step three. If you are married with children, be sure that your children and your family and your wife are a higher priority than your business. If you are single, set a priority of having good friends. That's crucial. We need to have good friends, people to talk to. Attending church is a vital priority. One of the reasons it's so important to go to church is because we associate with the people of God. We're hearing a message from our pastor who's preaching a message out of the Word of God. We're around people who love the Lord or are following the Lord because that's why they go to church. They want to be around God's people. The Bible tells us, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. That means please don't ever forsake the idea that we don't have to go to church and we don't have to go in there and be around Christian people. We need that. It needs to be a part of our daily growth. It needs to be a priority in our life to be in the house of God. Now, building a great business has a priority of building a team. Now, they may not be employees because a lot of small businesses can't afford to have a lot of employees, but you need to build a team. They need to be part of what you're trying to accomplish in your business. Now, since I mentioned that you can't just go out and get a bunch of employees and build a team and have that expense and that overhead, because overhead is one of the worst things that we can have when we're starting up a business. And if we have an existing business, we need to be careful that we control our overhead and don't allow it to build up. So what I used to do to keep my overhead down in building a team was I had a home building company and I put together a team that helped me build my business as I was trying to help their business. None of these people were employees. Absolutely none of them. I set up a reference team, I called it. What I did was, and this worked for me, and I'm sorry for the personal reference, but it's something that I think that will help you And if you have an existing business or if you're wanting to start a business, that you build a team of people that you can help them and they can help you. Now, when I was a home builder, I had contact with customers and realtors and that type of stuff, and I needed to get more customers and get more realtors to like my product. So I put together a team where one of them was a real estate broker, a man who had a company that owned a company and had a lot of realtors, and I wanted to have a relationship with him so that I could then get business from him, and then he in turn could get referrals from me when I would have someone coming in to look at my homes. I would turn around and tell him, go to this broker and do business with them. So I was helping him, he was helping me, and he was part of my team. I had an attorney, and the attorney that I used for the needs that I had, and the same thing with him. I'd refer people to him, he'd refer his clients to me, and that was part of my team. And not only that, the legal advice he gave was valuable, and then I gave him investment advice in the area of real estate. I would have a CPA, an accounting type person. The same would thing apply there. He was part of my team or he or she and the company they had, I would refer people to and they would do the same thing back with me. And another member of my team I always had was an insurance broker. And the reason I liked that was that I knew through insurance brokers, I could know what was happening in the community. He was doing business with a lot of different people, a lot of large businesses, and we would have lunch or coffee, whatever. And we'd talk about the businesses he was working with. And I would talk about the clients and the people that I had, and I could refer some of the investor clients that I had coming to me back to him. So together, we were helping each other. We were building a team that basically helped each and every one of us, and I didn't have any cost or any overhead to have their advice, and they didn't have any cost to get the advice from me on investing in real estate and those types of things. And so it was a wonderful plan that God gave me, and one that allowed me to build a, a wonderful team that blessed our company from one month to the next month to the next year to the next decade. And it was a great blessing. And I thank God for that. And I hope that maybe
maybe that that example might help some of you realize that you can build a team of people in your business or in your new business that will help you build something. But then you got to remember that you got to offer something to them, something that will entice them to refer people to you so you can in turn refer people back to them. All right, let's move on now to action step number four. We need to show our clients, those customers, if you will, how your business will help them. Boy, that is that is crucial. If you want to sell somebody something, you need to let them know how it's going to help them. When I have a guy come to the door and he knocks on my door and he tries to sell me a solar system, first thing he tells me is, would you like to have your utility rates go down? And I mean, he's showing me what his service will do for me. And I think that's a wonderful pitch that he has. If I go to a car salesman, he wants to find out what my need is, and then he may show me a car that has good gas mileage, or a car that's got good storage space, whatever it might be. He will sell me a car if he provides for me the type of car that meets the need that I have. So in order to build a strong, profitable business, you've got to let your clients and your customers know that you have something that they need. You need to show them what is in it for them. Now, that's a really important statement. You see, everybody, when they go get something, and I mean everybody, is wondering what's in it for me. I believe so strongly about that that I wrote wrote a book entitled Generosity, What's in It for Me? And the reason I wrote it was to help people understand that when we give of our time and our finances to the church and to the work of the Lord, that God will bless them back. Matter of fact, the Bible says you'll be blessed more than you can with even contain that when you give unto the Lord, it'll come back pressed down, shaken together. It'll come back to us. And so this what is in it for me theme is crucial because anybody that you do business with is wondering what's in it for them. Now, some of you might be saying, well, that seems very worldly and that seems ungodly and that seems self-centered. It's not that way at all because every person that goes out, when you go buy a hamburger at McDonald's, aren't you thinking what's in it for me and what's the price? You know, am I going to get filled up with this thing? Is this going to help me? Is this going to take care of a, a need that I have, a little food that I want to get in my stomach? When you go out and get a cup of coffee, isn't it because you have a need that maybe you just want to settle down a little bit and find a place to sit and relax a little bit and have a cup of coffee, maybe read a little bit or make some phone calls, whatever it might be. Pretty much everything that we do goes along with the thought that what is it in, what is in it for me? So with that, make sure that you show your clients and your customer what is in it for them. Now we need to be sure our business fills the needs of others. And there's a scripture. Obviously, you knew I'd probably have one for that. It's found in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 27. Listen to this. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. You see, when we have a business, it's in our power to help them. They come to us, what? With a need. We have a solution to their need. If you're the owner of a shoe store and someone's coming in to buy a pair of shoes, they have a need. And you need to show them that you have the product that they need. When you're selling insurance, you need to let them know that you have a policy that will meet the need that they have. And it says, it's, it's biblically strong. It says, <laughs> do not withhold information from those who deserve it. And when it's in your power to help them, now some might say, well, that scripture applies to just giving away stuff and giving things to people. I don't think so. I believe that scripture is also telling us that when we have something that other people need, we can share it with them. Now we can sell it to them in our business or we can just meet with them on a personal basis and give people advice. So I would encourage you, if you have a business and you've had one for a while, I believe that this scripture applies to you to train those other people who don't have a business or thinking of having a business that you can teach them what you know and you're not going to withhold things from them when it's in your power to help them. I'm a big believer in helping other 
people, even if it's the same kind of business I'm in. Now you might say, well, that's no good. That's your competition. Now I don't look at it that way because as a believer, I want to bless other people because I know if I reach out and bless other people that I'm going to be blessed. And I know that that's a premise that God has given me. And if I help a young person trying to set up a building, a building business, a home building business, or build a new church, I need to sit down with them and show them what works and what doesn't work. I remember not too long ago when I was pastoring our church, a man who was a missionary came to Phoenix and he was wanting to start a church. And the, the Assemblies of God that, I, that I'm associated with sent him to me to get advice on how to build a church that wasn't too far from mine. Now, some people say, well, you don't want to do that because he's competition. No, he's not competition. If he's going to go build a church just a few miles down the road from where my church is, and I've got 20 years of experience, and he does not, he's out on the field, a missionary in another country, he doesn't have the experience to know how to deal with people in my community, in my city, in my state, then I should share with him what I have. That's a premise that if you put that into your business, I believe God will bless it. It'll help you to build a strong, profitable business if you share what you have to someone else and bless them. I can tell you, try it. You'll like it. It'll be a blessing in your business. Action step number five. It's found in Colossians chapter 3 verses 23 and 24 in the New Living Translation. Let me read it to you because I think it's very important to understanding what we need to accomplish in this particular podcast. Work willingly at whatever you do. Okay, whatever you do. I think that can apply to a business, right? Or any type of business. As though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Boy, what a, what a wonderful premise that is. Hey, those of you who have employees out there, wouldn't it be wonderful that if all of your employees worked as though they were working for the Lord and not just working for you? So therefore, if you believe that in them, then why don't we look at our business and apply that to our business? Because whatever we're doing we're doing it for the Lord. You know, it really doesn't matter if you're selling land or selling shoes or whether you're selling a service. Maybe you're you're an accountant and you have accounting services that you offer. Whatever it might be that you're involved with in your business, you have something that you need to work at. And the work that you do, don't do it just for other people. Do it as though you were working for the Lord. Because when we do that, we'll then follow what the Lord instructs. When our heart is focused on doing work for the Lord, we'll want to please Him. And I believe that'll help us to share our faith with others. We'll witness with others. We'll be able to be kind and courteous to other people. That might take away some of the problems that employees have when they're so angry and upset with working that it's hard to even talk to them. I know there's certain stores that you go into and you can't hardly talk to the cashier when you're trying to check out because they're so busy complaining to another employee about how much they hate their job. Well, they're certainly not doing their work as to the Lord. So that's a premise that we need to learn and that's step number five. Step number six now, action step number six, pray and spend time with the Lord. Now this might be a little hard for some to understand how in the world do we spend time with God. Well, that's pretty easy. We just simply pray. That's spending time with Him. We talk to Him. We get the Bible out and we read His Word. That's spending time with Him. But let me give a couple other scriptures I think that'll help us find a way to wait on the Lord, to spend time with Him, and watch and see if He won't bless us in our business activities. This scripture is one of my absolute favorites. I said one of my favorites because if you've listened to me long enough, you know I have a lot of favorites. But this is one of my all-time favorites. It's found in the book of Isaiah chapter 40, and it's in the New Living Translation. It has to do with waiting on the Lord and trusting in God and relying upon Him to have help. And that's certainly what we need in our business. In Isaiah chapter 40, let's see, verse number 29, it says here, He gives power to 
to the weak. Well, we need that in a business, right? And strength to the powerless. Well, at times we might feel a little powerless and God will give us strength. Verse 30, even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. 31, but those, listen to this, who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Now, other translations, instead of using the word, they will trust in the Lord or who trust in the Lord, they use the word, they that wait upon the Lord are hope in the Lord or have confidence in the Lord. So if we want to see God bless our business, if we want to spend more time with God, then we need to learn how to wait on him. That means be patient with him. That means to have trust in him, to have our hope in him, to have our confidence in him and seek his face more and more. Let me give you another scripture I think that's good. It's found in the 119th Psalm, verse number 105 in the New Living Translation. It says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light for my path. If we want to spend time with God, then let's get his word and he will guide us and his word will light up the path in the direction that we should go. I think this is a very appropriate scripture for business. Here's another good one. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 in the New Living Translation. Jesus is speaking. He says, people do not live by bread alone. Well, we don't live by our business alone either, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So therefore, if that's what Jesus gives us instruction for, then we've got to have that in our plan for our business and make that a part of our everyday life. And that doesn't mean you have to read two hours worth of scriptures every day. It, if you just simply read a couple of scriptures, two or three scriptures, maybe a chapter or a half a chapter each day, you'll get some of God's word in your life and it'll be a blessing to you. You know, many years ago, I started reading devotionals daily and a devotional is so good because there's a scripture and usually an explanation about that scripture or something that applies to your life. There's a lot of great devotionals that are out there. And to this day, I still read one every morning because it's something that helps me stay focused in the direction that I want to go. I'm currently in the midst of a devotion that's all about faith, and I'm getting inspired because I believe after this series is done on business, I'm going to go back and do a whole brand new series on faith because I'm being inspired by it, by the daily devotional that I get about faith. And so I would encourage you, if you want to be inspired in your business, pray and spend time with God and find time to wait on Him, to trust Him, to hope in Him, to have confidence in Him, and He'll bless you. Okay. This is our final step now. Action step number seven. Give God credit for your business and with every success that you have, even with the little things in life, I just be I've become a big believer in everything that's good that happens to me. I want to give God credit. If I'm driving down the road and I turn into a place and I get something on sale, I turn into a particular business, I go home and I'll tell my wife, you know, the Lord blessed me today. The Holy Spirit asked, you know, convinced me to turn into the certain store. And I walk in there and wouldn't you know the thing that I've been looking for, for the house that I'm, we're trying to work on a little remodeling thing here, that part that I needed, that appliance that I needed was there and it was on sale. I want to give God credit for that. And I think when we do that, when we give God credit, credit for good things, then he's going to be drawn to us and he's going to want to bless us even more. Let me read Psalm 105 verses 1 and 2, talking about giving God credit, giving him all the glory. In Psalm 105 verses 1 and 2, New Living Translation says this, give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. We need to give God all the credit and all the glory for all the good and wonderful things that are happening in our life. There's a wonderful passage of scripture. It's found in Psalm 30. Just a couple of verses I'm going to read to you and I'll close with this. In Psalm 30 verse 1, it says, I will exalt you, Lord, you rescued me. 
You refuse to let my enemies triumph over me. This was, David was speaking about that because of the challenges that he had in his life. And at the end of this, in verses 11 and 12 in Psalm 30, in New Living Translation, David wrote these words, You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy, that I might sing praises to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. We need to give thanks to God for what he's done in our life. Thanks that he's even given us an idea idea to have a business. And if you already have a business, thank that you have him and thank him in advance for what he's going to do in it and how he's going to bless you in it. So with that, I'm going to close this up. I don't have time in this podcast to review some of these points, but you can go back and listen to it anytime that you want to. That's one of the beauties of having a podcast on a big network. So I know you can do that. So with that, let me just pray for you and we'll close out this podcast. Father, thank you again for this opportunity I have to talk about business. I thoroughly enjoy it. It's a blessing to me. I hope it's blessing other people. I pray that you would bless them and prosper them, Father. And I pray that this teaching, that this podcast today would be an encouragement for those who want to have a successful business, a strong business and a profitable one. And I'll give you praise for it now in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to let you know that if you have additional questions you'd like to know about what Quality Christian Living is all about, we don't just talk about business, although that's what we're on right now. If you'd like to know more about Quality Christian Living, you can go to davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, that's my webpage. And on the front page of that, you'll see a link to all the podcasts that I've done. This is, I think, number 215 or 16. And you can look up all of those podcasts and they're on various topics, a number of topics dealing with finance and, and faith and prayer and blessings and prosperity and the gifts of the Spirit and all these things. And I hope it'll bless you. In addition to that, there's a reference on that page that you can look at some of the books that I've written and maybe they'll be a blessing to you. If If you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm going to be continuing our series on business, and the next podcast we're going to do is entitled How to Get Prospects to Do Business with Us. I know it's one of the most frustrating things is to have a prospect, have a lead, and have some kind of a connection there and work that person, and somehow they just don't buy. Now, as a home builder for years, I found out that many times they'd come and see our homes, they'd walk through them, they'd be so positive and so happy, and they just loved it and they wanted it, and they'd say something like, well, we're going to get back with you, I think we might want to make an offer on this or whatever, and then you'd never see them again or never hear from them. And even when you'd call them, they might not answer the phone. So we want to talk about that. We want to talk about how God can help us to increase the success level of our prospects and people that we're trying to do business with, and if we can't see if we can't increase the individual attempts that we make to sell somebody something or sell a service or a product of some type. So I hope that'll be a blessing to you. It's something that I've been looking forward to doing and something I believe the Lord will bless and prosper. So with that, I'm going to close this podcast with these words. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So now, until the next time that we meet, I pray the Lord will help you develop a strong and profitable business. If it's a new business you desire, I pray that he would guide your steps as we wait upon him. And those of you who have existing businesses, may he bless you to overflowing. Thank you once again for listening in. I look forward to our next podcast. May God bless you.